This time on TNT. Donovan says goodbye to the Queen. I went to Pearl Jam and the Hammer. And you'll meet the Energy Brothers, powered by Red Bull. That's all coming up right now on TNT. Dear the Queen, <laughs> I don't know if you'll read this or where, but I had to say goodbye. It's hard to believe we'll never get to walk the corgis at Balmoral ever again. We had some special times, didn't we, the Queen? We always joked that I would probably go before you because of some of the suspicious choices I've made. But here we are. I always thought you'd live to see a handy. At least you're reunited with... What's his name again? But no one can take away the memories that live between the beats of my art. Farewell for now, Queen. Long live... Uh, Take care. Dono. Bono. What? Dono. Oh, oh, Dono. Dono. That that was a special nickname for him. Dono. Here's the thing. Oh man. Here's the thing about the Queen. I didn't realize what a polarizing figure she was. I guess I should have. But for every person who, uh is saddened or shares a fond memory or uh, acknowledges how kind of stoic in the face of turmoil she was and what a life of duty and what a constant presence she was. There are also people who see her as a face of colonialism and murder and lies and um, flagrant disregard for First Nations peoples. Um, And all of those parties are represented in the days since she passed aren't they absolutely yeah you get a fill of uh everything yeah i mean uh, i uh you know how i feel about that stuff like i've never been a big fan of the monarchy but uh i do you know obviously respect the fact that she she gave it her all in terms of her you know showing up and doing her duty or whatever the hell it that, that that is yeah but yeah um it's crazy to see how how like literally everything kind of stops in britain right now for whatever 10 days like, there to see the uh the, like, it's 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 you it's more uh obviously the older uh people there are the ones that are feeling it the most but uh I think it's kind of at the, in the biggest picture of all. It is kind of the end of that whole vibe, in a sense, the beginning of the end. At least. I'm sure. You know, I saw a funny <clears throat> headline yesterday: seventy-three-year-old man finally gets job. <laughs> like, imagine being Charles, and your whole life you've been like the understudy, and now by the time you get it, everyone's like, "Meh, that's probably enough of the monarchy." Yeah, yeah, for sure. What a weird scene for him. Time, time to start giving some shit, giving all the shit back. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah, for sure. But think of how much <laughs> disappointment she's felt in the last few years. Oh, yeah. Lost yeah. her husband, of course. That's Harry and much. Meghan, of course. Prince Andrew yeah. alone. Yeah. What a scene. What a scene. And, you know... Uh, 
not to not to discount anyone's uh, valid feelings or or pain uh, about her existence or what she stands for, but I think she did have a sense of humor and did devote her life to duty. I saw a story uh, shared by a cop yesterday that worked with her. They were walking in the Scottish, um, you know, uh, moors or whatever near Balmoral, and they came across two American hikers. Mm-hmm. And she said, where are you from? They said, America, we're just here on holiday. Uh, where are you from? She said, London, but I have a summer place up here. They said, have you ever met the queen? And she yeah. said, I haven't, but David here has. <laughs> and David, the cop, said, uh, they said, what's she like? And he said, well, she's pretty cantankerous, but she has a, a pretty good sense of humor at the same time. So they wanted to have their picture taken with David, the cop who's met the queen. They handed their camera to the queen and said, would you mind taking a picture of us? And like, it sounds like she's pretty quick witted and uh, Mm. a good hang. Yeah. But I'm sure, I'm sure there are layers and levels of grease that we would be shocked to know about. There's that classic photo of you (laughs) In front of her, but then it just yeah. looks so awkward. That Tom. face you're making. <laughs> well, I, have I told the story before? Yeah. Tell it again, just for old time's sake. There was for the CBC's classic. 50th anniversary. The Queen was coming, and they got some Rick Mercers and some Gordon Pinsons and a bunch of folks to go to Queen School, because I think this was the trip where the Premier of Saskatchewan put his hand on the small of the Queen's back, so they're on oh. high alert. Like you can't be doing that with the Queen. Yeah. So I didn't really think a whole lot about it, but they said, don't stray from the script. Like, she's on a tight timeline, stick to the lines. And my script was like, Your Majesty, CBC is a place to laugh. From coast to coast to coast for five decades now, Canadians have gathered around the hearth to share and smile and remember. Like, one of those pompous, yeah. run on, terrible sentences. <laughs> and they just kept saying, don't stray from the script. Don't stray from the script. So um, she stops at Gordon Pinsent beside me, and he's charming and kind of seemed like flirting with the queen, and she's giggling, having a great time. And then suddenly she's right in front of me, and inside you're like, that's the queen. That is the queen. And my mouth got really dry. So all I could do is try to generate some saliva. So I licked my lips, and... The woman, I think it was a former Miss Canada or something that was kind of ushering her along. Uh, she said, and your majesty, this is Jonathan. He's a um, kids performer and a, a producer here. And she says, oh, you're a producer. And all I can think is, how do I get from what she said to don't stray from the script? My line begins with, your majesty, CBC is also a place to laugh. So what I said was, yeah, yeah. Um, your majesty, CBC is a place to laugh. And I could see... <laughs> Her face just kind of glaze over like, okay, well, this guy is on autopilot. We're not going to have a real human interaction. And so she just kind of endured it and then walked along. And then he came along behind her and said, what do you do here? Prince Philip. (laughs) And I said, I work in kids TV. And he said, is that you there? And pointed to something on the wall behind me. And I turned around and it was a Muppet from Sesame Park. (laughs) And when I turned back around, he was gone. Oh, man. He just did a drive-by shouting, dissed me, (laughs) kept going. Do you think think he heard the the exchange between you and the queen? I don't know. He was was probably banged up on cooking sherry or whatever it is he (laughs) liked to pound. Um, But she was... She was a a real person like uh yeah. looking me in the eye and listening um so you hit her with a yeah I, yeah i lost her yeah when i yeah yeah the queen um <laughs> but i've heard from like I, I know friends that have been on her police detail and stuff that they'll be following along in a follow car and the, her car will get off at an exit because she wanted french fries like i think she she did like to kind of party and get loose in in her own way yeah um but again, as must be said, not to discount anyone's like, you know what? F the queen. I just, <laughs> I just didn't realize how many F the queeners there really are. Oh, yeah, for sure. Well, I saw a funny, well, not funny, a, a startling and sombering stat that was uh, there's only 22 countries in the world that Britain hasn't invaded. Wow. 
<laughs> so when you look at the map, there's just these few 22 little white slivers around the whole world. So yeah, that makes sense. That Crazy. Like, Let's move on. <laughs> but think of, right. by the way, think of what she has reigned through. Sure. No, not yeah. in a like good for her unbelievable way, but in a think of the change in the world yeah. since she's been in, do you call it power? I don't even know what you call it. <clears throat> yeah. Bananas. It is a long time. And yes. So are like, is uh, Charles going to be on the money now? I hope not. That would be like, how does really that lame. work? I don't know. We'll see in the transition that they, uh, I, where everyone starts going to, I'm assuming the whole, the Commonwealth will be like, the countries Peace. will just be getting their back up a bit here and saying, hold up, like, let's just keep some uh, memories here, but the, all this stuff that we're supposed to do. <laughs> well, I, th I heard Australia is considering peacing. Yeah. Yeah. It makes the most sense, to be honest, like, really. For what? Like, so you can collect some plates and go visit some people coming by in a parade every. Well, that's what of I years. don't know. Like, you know? I know if the prime minister is going to call an election, they have to go to the governor general to let them know that that's the plan. And as, yeah. presumably the governor general lets the king know. So if we leave the, um, uh, the umbrella of England, does the governor general go away? That's their role. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's what I'm saying. It has to be, go through the steps, right? Like the red tape needs to begin. Yes. <clears throat> so, but anyway, it's back to school, bots. How about oh, man. you? Everybody, it's been a crazy week getting the kids back. I know, and I feel like uh, I really sat down with summer this year, like really got yeah. in summer mode and tried to say no to work things and uh, time-consuming things and really enjoyed it. So I've been a little cranky about ramping up again into uh, go mode. But um, as I said to you, like it's usually about May every year when I finally have the schedule dialed with extracurricular activities and stuff. And then it resets again in September and I don't know where I am. Yeah, so that's it. But Indy's well, in good. Suge's school now and they're both going to be in rock band together. That's cool. So I'm psyched about that. Have a couple of junior hires on our hands. What grade is everyone <clears throat> in in your house? Well, uh, Anna started grade seven. John's in 11. Jack's in 10. Crazy. So uh, Anna is, uh, is enjoying her school. She was for a second thinking of maybe going back to her old school. But uh, she's in a different class this year. So is grade and, uh, seven a new school in Ontario? No. No, no, no. They um, it goes to eight. Ah, and some some schools are like a little different, where they treat seven and eight, uh, where that's more preparation for high school. I don't know. Right. I'm trying to remember, thinking back, but uh, the the uh, the thing about if she went to the other school, it's an hour earlier, so it's like you have to be there at eight, which is it's perfect. Everything everything's at nine right now, so we have to drive John and Jack to their um, to their bus to get picked up every morning and afternoon. So it's right now it's good, but if it was eight, eight, an hour earlier, I'd just throw a wrench into everything. They take the, the bus. Yeah. So what time is your house empty? Like, well, I usually drive them and drop them off to the bus stop and that's, I'm, I'm, we usually get back around nine twenty, nine thirty. Crazy. And it's then, empty. Then the house is empty till when? Till kid three, wise. Three three thirty we pick them up. We're seven forty five to uh one fifty years. See so yeah, that one fifty is like you don't you can't really get anything done that so early. Well so by two o'clock everyone's back home. Are and I think at, yeah, yeah. I think the thing is it's a bus thing. Because they use the same buses for elementary school, junior high, and high school. So they need to stagger all the start times. Yeah. So anyway, the kids are all in and settled. So it's all good. I went to uh, Pearl Jam on, was it a couple days ago? Did you Tuesday. see your boy Matt Cameron? I saw my boy Matt Cameron, yeah. I uh, 
my cousin Elliot and his friends, uh, Tom and Joe and, um, and my buddy Don from Barry used to play baseball with. <laughs> it was kind of became a little nuts. I was like, oh man, I got to like six people I'm bringing backstage. And so there was a big, there was a COVID protocol. So we had to wear masks and I had to take a COVID test. But uh, it was good. It was great to see him. And uh, he killed it. The band played a fantastic show in Hamilton, as always. So uh, they played Hamilton and Toronto, right? Yes, they played Hamilton. Crazy. Toronto. Well, they, I think they played Montreal and Ottawa before that. So they can just sell as many tickets as they City. want anywhere. Absolutely, for sure. Just put it up and it sells out. And the, the thing that's cool about Pearl Jam and I guess more more Eddie himself is that the way that he's like changes the set every single night uh a lot of people will go to multiple shows because they they're gonna see it's a different different. show every time wow yeah and it's a bit a lot different it's not just like change three songs like every night is completely different and that's a lot of work so the band's always relearning old songs and uh, a lot of work for the crew guys too who are like where's the lighting cue yeah yeah for sure absolutely well that's what the other thing that's cool about their show is it's very uh the production is very basic and it's literally you you always they let the music kind of do the talking you know they have some lights and, and stuff and screens but um that's the the coolest thing about it is it kind of reminds you of how concerts used to be where you just see a bunch of gear up on stage, you know. No flash pots or anything? They're not, yeah, they're not trying to hide every you know, nowadays you see a concert, there's you don't see any amps or uh gear really. You just see all these stage and everything's covered up and the band's all hidden in a pit or whatever, right? But uh so it was nice. I like going to see them. Do they seem like sure. they're having fun? Absolutely, and I think that they it's a lot more work to change it up every night, but it's it makes it worth it because you're not just sick and tired playing the same set every night. You know, it keeps them fresh, the same, too. Yeah, if you play the same set every night, you start thinking about laundry while you're doing right. songs, you know, and that's not uh, something you're supposed to be doing when you're playing rock shows. <laughs> laundry. Wait, yeah. what's my room number at this hotel? Yeah. I remember we checked out of the... Um, Holiday Inn in Bangor yeah, last man. night. Mix up the set as much as you can if you're a band just to give you, or at least have those songs have some improv feeling in parts. Like if you're going to have a song, have jam spaces in those songs so you can mess around or else you start going nuts. Luke Combs, country singer, uh, did two nights in, I don't know if it was Bangor or Portland, Maine, this past week. And at the second show, he started it by saying, hey, my voice, uh, I just discovered in the last hour or so, isn't up to snuff, isn't what I hoped it would be, and I can't put the show on that you guys deserve. So we're going to play hard, but everyone's getting their money back. No way. Yeah. That's pretty cool, huh? Okay. That's very impressive, yeah. So if you're going to a Pearl Jam show and you know Matt, but you're not like daily texters, I assume, do you? how do you ask for tickets or do you pay for them? Uh, yeah, you just te- like uh, text them and say, yo, I'm coming. And generally it's not a problem. I didn't need tickets. Everyone else had tickets. I just needed passes. So ah. that's, e- that's even easier. So if you're like, can I have six backstage passes? Yeah, that's what I did. Yeah, it's like, I don't need any tickets, but I just need six passes, which is kind of a big ask. That's <laughs> It was better that it was in Hamilton than Toronto. I don't think yeah. I could have pulled that off in Toronto. So what but is... Literally, it was like, it was the sneakiest meet and greet ever. Like, uh, Pete, their tour manager, takes us and like puts us in this back room and there's all this junk piled up in these like screens and stuff, and it was literally impromptu because I, I guess they weren't probably weren't doing meet and greets at all. So right. It was just uh, just this little broom closet vibe, and then Matt showed up and quick hey, quick hello, chat, picture, zap out. So and that was about an hour before they played. Oh, it was before. Yeah. 
Oh, hey man, hey man, how are you? Good, good. Yeah, yeah. I'm excited to hear you guys. Yeah, awesome. Yeah. Good to see. What are you Have up to? Not show. much, man. Cool, cool. Exactly. Yeah, totally. And that's it. And and it was more introducing to the to people all these guys that were like losing their minds because they're meeting them. Right. So this I is Donnie really that to... I that played second base on my team back in the day. Oh, right on. Yeah. For sure. Well, it's funny because Don. <laughs> Don Murphy, he, he uh, who yeah, I played in Barry with. He uh, he looks kind of like Eddie Vedder a little bit. Mm-hmm. So Matt was like, I thought it was, you were Eddie for a second too, Donnie. <laughs> and Don and Don's also in a Pearl Jam tribute band, like as Eddie Vedder. No, like that does a pretty decent. Did Eddie you lay Vedder. that on Matt? Uh, Matt too? Yeah, yeah. He told him he thought it was funny. Yeah, for sure. It's like. I guess if you're going to look like a guy enough, it probably helps make you a good tribute act, right? That's a mm-hmm. huge thing when the guy kind of looks like the guy. And the thing about singing is generally singing uh, uh, singing is a, like your voice is, it, it comes out based on the shape of your head, right? So if your head's kind of, that's why sometimes you see tribute bands and the singers have the same kind of head shape. Yeah, Shania feel. Twin. Yeah, because they think their their vocal cords, this the shape of it, it, kind of makes it similar. I guess that's why they're able to 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 sound that way because there's got the same same parts like car parts. <laughs> what is the Pearl Jam tribute act called? Still alive? Vitology. Vitology. What? Vitology is the name. Yeah, of this band. yeah, yeah. I love it. Yeah. And are they packing them in pretty good? Yeah, man. They'll are they? Play, yes. Yeah, they'll they'll play like whatever a bar in Barry, and it it's sold out every time. Oh my so gosh, I love yeah. it. Yeah, go check it out. Get your, go hit some Vitology if you can go see him. Good. Times. Um, I'm really into the tribute act. Oh yeah. So did Holy. they like it? The boss. Huh? The boys? Yeah. Did they like what? Did they the, the show? Yeah. Fuck yeah, for sure. And then the next night, I saw Don got uh, Eddie's tambourine from the show. <laughs> the next night. What? At in Toronto. Well, How? I guess that they out. Well, t- uh, he threw it in the crowd when he breaks it and throws it in the crowd. I guess somehow I don't know how Don got it, but that's a pretty good week for him. And, and apparently, the Toronto show was really great. Like. uh a lot of people that that I spoke to said it was the best show that they'd seen. People that had seen multiple shows. Really? So that's yeah. So when the boys are playing in Hamilton and in Toronto, do you think after the Hamilton show they go stay in Toronto, or do you think they stay in Hamilton? Yeah, yeah they had a day off in Toronto and then the Toronto show. So what what do they do? Like on a Just day off when out. you're rolling that big? Well, I think he. Well, Matt was went to Saint Vincent. Uh, she played on the, de- the, the, I guess it was Wednesday, and Mark Juliana, who's uh, her drummer, is a great, awesome drummer in there. So, yeah. Oh, interesting. You go to the same venue, you're playing tomorrow, but your bud's playing. Yeah. <clears throat> and so if you're Matt Cameron, you just you go backstage and you watch the show from there? Or is he a guy that could like seats. sit out front? Either probably seats or uh, out front of the front, of this, the front of house, which is usually the best way place to watch. It is right. The sound backstage yeah. isn't great. No side stage or bon- yeah, it's not awesome. But they sound great because they have the round, like they have PA set up for even behind them. So it sounds great no matter where you are at a Pearl Jam show. What was your favorite the- song? Uh, I don't know. I I I, uh, I was like the fact that they were playing a bunch of old ones, like they played uh, uh, a lot of a lot of cool songs from Ten. Did they play Jeremy? Uh, oh yeah, uh, I think so. Yeah, but I anything old. I think they played Porch. That's a good jam. Jeremy, do you know Wynn Butler? They did Black, the one where Jet was dancing at the Brunswick house. Oh, yeah, okay. Jet all banged up with the cowboy boots on stage. Right. (laughs) That's all I think of when I hear Black. I just think of Jet banged up at the Brunswick house, slow dancing. That's a great jam, though. 
Oh, it is. He, he was like, this song could be on for another three hours. I'm not moving. Um, do you know Wynn Butler? I don't. That but, uh, that came out of nowhere, didn't it? Yeah. He's he's out, Ben. Are they yeah. done? Does they Canceled? Does they Done. That's how it goes. Well, I guess the um, I, I guess the the question I have is, was that a shock yeah. or were there like kind of the whisper network was like, oh yeah, man, that that guy can be greasy. Yeah, I don't know anything about that right. band. I've never met anybody in that band. Right. I, li- I, I like their music, but uh, yeah, I had no idea that that he was a dirtball. So. Was Feist in that band? No, I think you're thinking of Broken Social Scene. Right. Right. Right, but it's the Montreal. Yeah. Uh, oh, well, I Toronto see. Toronto is broke. Yeah, they're from Montreal, which is probably why I don't know anybody in that band. Right. She was on a tour, and she quit the tour. Um, she, she like quit she was opening for Arcade scene? Fire on this current tour. Oh, oh, when that gotcha. came up, she pieced. Gotcha. That was it. I knew Are there was some time. There? They're still playing. I don't know. I can't imagine. <clears throat> I think does eight. Yeah, well, maybe that's why the other guy left his brother earlier. He Did he? See earlier, remember? Yeah, he left. I didn't even know there was another butler in the band, but I was like, it's like Will Butler or something, same kind of name. Right. Win and Will. Yeah. Did you play another gig with Tara this week? No, I didn't. I was just uh, hanging out. It was just a one and done. One, well, it was a one and we'll see about the next one. Because uh, Glenn, Glenn uh, Mil- Milcham, who plays with her all the time in Blue Rodeo, uh, is her regular drummer. So if Glenn can't make it... I didn't I'll know that. Yeah. So he plays with her when Blue Rodeo's not out on the road. Mm-hmm. Oh, and whatever else. I'm sure he's in uh, a few things. He's yeah. a good drummer. He's someone you speak yeah. very highly of. He Yes. I, I love Glenn. He's fantastic guy and i love it when a usually that you know uh when it when a drummer is really great and they're humble it's like takes it up a notch usually yeah. <laughs> generally uh it's the guy that's you know like if you're on a gig and the drummer's being a dick and he's like you can't touch this and then you don't don't move my shit and then they play and they're shitty and they suck <laughs> that's usually how that's it goes the biggest tell yeah, where it's like Glenn. Spandex like, pants with a cucumber in it, that guy. Yeah, t- do whatever you want, have, you know, all good, or, you know, you, I'll use your stuff or whatever. Like, just let's get the, let's let, you know, the show happen the best possible way for everybody. Remember Jim Cuddy's guitar tech? At what? Backstage at, at Fredericton when we were hosting that Canada Day thing, and I was just looking at the rack of guitars, and he, oh, yeah. he was pretty much like, don't get your eye prints on them. <laughs> Like I was within like COVID safe distance of them. That's right. You're just eyeballing them too close. Yeah. Gave you the get out. Sorry, Jimmy Crankopotamus. I was just looking at them. Oh my god. They are nice though. (laughs) Hey, hey, hey. (laughs) That guy's name is like churchy or like yeah you know, it's one of those classic crew guy names yeah bb goober <laughs> don't um fuck with, don't fuck with dallas dallas <laughs> his nickname is that because of the incident that one time in dallas <laughs> like i remember I remember there was crew guy, uh, crew guys for bands we used to open up for, and there was this one guy that was just like, I can't remember what his name was, but uh, and I don't want to say his name just because he was a hard ass, and I wanted to come back when I was talking about him. I think, but the guy was like, oh, uh, the guy in the band was like, oh, don't mess with Charlie, man, you don't want to fuck with Charlie. <laughs> like, why? What'll happen? Well, I guess he had a, a rage streak. You know, sometimes like crew guys, especially back in the 90s, were just like, you know, 
sometimes rough and tumble people that couldn't do normal nine to five jobs, right? right? So like, they're like, I did some time, I was in juvie, whatever else. So you can have some hard, hard dudes out there sometimes. <clears throat> Women too, sure. Like you just have people that are lifers on the road. Sometimes that can be pretty surly. Well, what a hard life. Yeah. Like you'd have to love it. Especially if yeah. you have all the downsides and not as many of the upsides. For sure. Yeah. Like unless you're on a, you know, do, uh, doing something where you're pay- getting paid reasonably well, it's hard if you're not yeah. getting paid because it's like, man, right? You're just like on the road because you can't afford to be anywhere else. Yeah. That's a rough one. Yeah. Um. Yeah, well, it must be nice to travel as a, a parole jammer. Well, yeah, mind you, most bands that are on the road and the people that are doing sound and lights and all, they make good money. It's not like it's a, like it's a, if you get a gig, you're it's good cash and you can you can live a reasonable life if you don't spend too much money on the road, <laughs> right? Because it's easy to eat at great restaurants on days off and spend money on stuff you like. I like the last thing before Mark Knopfler took the stage. Math comes out with a <laughs> measuring tape and measures from the floor to the center of the microphone. Just to, so he knows? Just so it's dialed. It's the same? Like, yeah. Yeah. It has to be like 72 inches right to the middle. That's, I had to, he's all mad because he had to, it, the, the walk to the drum kit was too long. Yeah. Good stuff. Good stuff, Mike. Let's take a break. Shake that thing, everybody. It's the Energy Brothers crack and pop. It's 2003. It's your top 10 countdown. Pop, what are you saying? Well, I got the first one coming up here. We have Crazy in Love with Beyonce. And holy moly, I'm crazy in love with this song. It's the best thing. It's number one for 17 weeks. He's going to say it. I pop. That's my girl right there. Beehive, let me hear ya. Oh, I can't even sit in my chair. This song is so good. Pass me a Red Bull. Hey, Pop, we got another one. Have you heard this new Outkast song? It's amazing. It's so beat, upbeat. It's got me up. It's got me up, up, up. If you listen to this song, you won't be an outcast around the office. Am I right? That's right. Hey, yeah, I love it. Pop, what else you got in the top 10 countdown with the Energy Brothers powered by Red Bull? Well, there's this new guy. He's in the club. His name is 50 Cent. He's everywhere. He's jacked. He's trapped. And he's all about the snap. This song makes me want to punch myself in the face. I love 50 Cent. I love what he stands for. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Hey, Pop, what's the next song on the other? We got Black Eyed Peas here. Take a listen this is- to this BEP bop that the kids are listening to. Pass me another Red Bull. It's the Energy Brothers. Good morning. This is huge. This song's going to be huge. It's huge already. I can feel it. It's like the whole. Give me a Red Bull. Go, go, go. <laughs> pump it or dump it. I'm on team pump it. Love me some Fergie. And will I am? Yes, please. Do you like milkshakes? Pop! Check it! This is Gillis milkshake! This is my jam right here, bro! I can't believe how great that song is! It's the Energy Brothers Morning Show brought to you in part by Red Bull. Crack open another one and check out this song, Pop! Tee it up! Holy God, it's... Rocking my body as I speak. It's a new one from Justin Timberlake. It's so good. I listen to this. That's this beat. This is beat. Of a whore. I love this song. <laughs> Holy moly, it's getting me going. <laughs> oh. <laughs> the Energy Brothers get called into <laughs> HR. <laughs> like, guys, I know you're excited. 
You can't say that on the radio. It's like you go on after the Energy Brothers and their chairs are soaked. <laughs> like they're just sweat falling off their face. While Beads they're doing of sweat on their foreheads. Oh. And it's their station's fault for making them drink Red Bulls while they're working. Pass me another one. Like you have to have five Red Bulls every shift. It's the Energy Brothers. Oh my God, I love this song. They, they oh, only laugh. Oh. One of them has a heart attack. Uh, yeah, one of them has a jammer live on the air. And everyone thinks it's a bit. Oh my gosh. The Energy Brothers. <laughs> It's like you open the door and you just they plow through everybody. You can't even do anything. <laughs> and there's like interns working on the show who are like, oh my, I can't. What am I supposed to? Hey, Patrick, do you want to go grab us some paper off the printer? <laughs> they're like, they're like pushing guys like down <laughs> and on their back with if the song's killing. Like, oh my God, it's shoving a guy into the corner. <laughs> and they're in a Throwing small market. Interns. Oh, man, that's funny stuff. The Energy Good. Brothers. Just barreling into the radio station. Every now and then, I think I would love to or we could do a radio morning show, but it would be pretty hard to not descend into parody, right? For sure. Like, half the time, we would be making fun of morning shows. I know, and I think it's because some of my background is in sketch that... I tend to default to a character, like a yeah. characterization or a caricature of those people rather than actually be it. But well, we, we well, listen to this like Sirius XM, whatever, Meat and Cactus and Helen in the morning, and they have mastered the art of, like you're listening to some inane story about what uh, Harry Styles did at the Venice Film Festival, and one guy's job is to go, <laughs> right, okay, right, yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Like, imagine it would that's actually your job. Be, it would actually be funny to hear that, as you know, because all of a sudden it's the Energy Brothers on Q107 for 10 minutes. Huh. <laughs> it's legit. Because, like, how come you're, how come it's so funny? Well, the funniest thing in the world to us is when guys are like, How's that cup of coffee? Mine's nice and hot. Like right. that to me is funnier than anything. And it's just because it happens all the time and that's what it is. <laughs> like how, what do you do after work to decompress? The, the, the energy yeah. energy guys? Yeah. Well, yeah, all these people. Because I feel oh. like every day <laughs> there's like some the mundane, ones? like, well, so I, I put a quarter in the parking meter, right? <laughs> right, right. And when I come back, it said 12 minutes, and I'm sure it was 11, because I looked at my phone, <laughs> right, right. Like, <laughs> how do you generate enough bits? What do you guys think? think? Like, go to our website and follow our Instagram and let yeah. us know. Have you ever put money in a parking meter? Well, it's isn't so it general? Inane. I mean, there are some good, great on-air people. I'm not saying there aren't. But, like, the the whole, like, reaction to something that's happening, like, that's all it is, really. It's like, the news, here's headline, here's my reaction. Here's a clip from this person saying this. Here's my reaction. Yeah. And then you get the same, oh, really? Whoa, no way! And every single time. There's Don't like get me ABC. wrong. Would be hard to do that job, and some people are, to your point, really good at it. Yeah. Um, I would just find it hard to come up with new material every morning. <clears throat> That's when it becomes. Yeah, I guess it, you're right. Because if, you, if you're just being honest, you're like, well, how can you be uh, articulate and fresh for four hours without, you know? some idea of uh, feeling like you're going to repeat yourself after six months. Well, the ones, as we've done before, like the Karen Carlsons and people who are by themselves in a room for a long time. Anyway, here's uh, Harry Styles' new one. Oh, man, yeah. That would be super extra hard. The tap dancing? Yeah, by yourself. Yeah, Yeah, the tap dancing, just talking about anything. Yeah, that is tough. There's Jeremy. no joke in there. You kind of almost have to be, you have to be like 
blah, blah, blah at some point if you're doing that for hours. You just have to get good at it, at yammering. Well, see, I was you know, purposely not jumping in to see morning. how your yammering went. Beautiful trees on the walk this morning. And I saw, you know, you start talking about like a guy doing anything. Well, there was Bill was cutting his grass today. And you know what? He was cutting it cr- cross cut. How do you do that cross cut grass? Somebody call in and give me some tips on how to make that grass crisscross. Or you, you know how you see in the outfield of a baseball stadium? Sometimes it's tartan. How do you do that? Call me. Let's hear it. Start going off on grass cuts. That's the part that I think would be really hard. And it's the same for reporters. Like, you have to cover a trial, file an article, shoot a video of you at the courthouse, and live tweet. That used to be five jobs. Yeah. Well, you see, yeah, the the, the anchor, what's, what's her name, that awesome... Anchor on CBC at night. I think she does. Anyway, she, she's always like, she'll say a headline and then all of a sudden it'll be her at the place talking to the people. And then you know she was putting it all together and getting it ready for 10 o'clock or whatever, right? Yeah. That's that's insane how much work that is. On and, CBC and who? Adrian Arsenal? <clears throat> I think so, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Blonde? Yeah, she's all. She's always like she'll say the story, and then she's right in the story. Generally, like interviewing somebody, and at the the place, just amazing. So much work, so exhausting, yeah. and it's true of like, um, I mean, Arkells are exceptional at this, but the uh, like, okay, I guess we should have a TikTok page. I guess we need. Instagram, we should probably have Twitter. Do we need a Facebook page? Should we be on Twitch? Yeah. Like all the extras to get your name out there and make sure people are showing up to concerts. Like you guys probably didn't have to do much of that yourselves. No, I mean, you you have people at the label or or management that are specialize in social media generally and you just kind of go along with that but uh otherwise i mean at the same at the same time you can't just uh do it it has to have a vibe and be something but if you have a huge following you don't really have to uh you just have to you kind of just have to put it out there and but i mean like you see bands they'll be like doing a whatever normal video and then all of a sudden they have to do a TikTok with like that oof the the guy voice or the girl's voice where you're you know mouthing along with it those those ones oh man <laughs> like imagine like i can't handle that what is that anyway by the way like the repeating what the other person said <laughs> videos and you know what i mean like the <laughs> they do the same thing, and it's like five seconds or whatever. No, or I don't like know a, what that is. <laughs> or it's like a clip of some actor doing a, a line, and then they're just saying it, mount, miming along with it, and they're like making baking cookies or something, right? Like, <laughs> does that make any sense at all? Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, like you just take a piece of audio and lip sync it. Yeah, yeah. Like, that's, like, whatever. On Instagram, you see the videos, like, okay, I'm going to do it. But then I'm like, ah! And then it's, like, it's just some guy in his kitchen. <laughs> but it's, like, some some clip from a movie that you've heard a hundred times. Right. It's really, I don't understand that shit. I haven't gotten into it. Are your kids <laughs> into TikTok? That. Not really, no. Like, like do they, they might look at it. They have it to look at, but they it. don't participate in it? Yeah. No, they don't do it. They might look at it. or they'll, Mostly it's just uh, social media for staying in touch with friends or maybe But I noticed if you're somewhere like, in public like Sobeys and there are a few kids of a certain age standing in line with their parents or something, they're doing TikTok dances to just pass the time. Yeah, I'm glad my kids don't do that stuff. I don't think I can handle the watching the TikTok dances going on. I heard something crazy 
that I, I, I don't even know if this is a discussion we should <laughs> You're have. You're like, can we talk about this? Well, I'll be like, no, I'll be after this. Like, why did you say that? I know it's it's not. To, it is a theory, but it's apparently supported by uh, studies and facts. I I have often wondered what the effects of adult content would be on younger generations. Right. Well, they don't watch it. I'd try and get a kid to watch adult content. Oh, you mean like. Yeah. legitimate adult. Oh, I thought you meant like watching adults do. No, 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 no. I mean adult content. Adult yes. contact content in italics. <clears throat> I've often wondered what if you grow up seeing things on your computer that aren't reflective of real life. I've often thought, why would anyone choose to be monogamous or married to one person or all that? Like, we haven't really seen the effects of this on a yeah. generation yet. So I was talking with yeah. a friend yesterday who said, who has uh, teenage kids, and we were talking about gender fluidity and how people are choosing to express themselves with different genders. This was a theory that some of the uh, reason for people um, choosing to uh, um, opt for a different gender was because uh, in some cases, have I prefaced it enough? Yeah, right. <laughs> in some cases... Uh, some young girls have seen a lot of adult content on the internet and are like, ooh, I don't want to be on the receiving end of that transaction. That doesn't look fun. Mm -hmm. Coincidentally, uh, there is a documented uh, rise in erectile dysfunction in teenage boys because their real-life experiences don't mirror the ones that they're used to seeing on their computers and... Yeah. So it it uh, the real life it, it transaction isn't as whatever yeah. as they thought it would be. Well, no, that's that. I'm sure that's true. And What's the future uh, look like for that? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's it's uh, it's not healthy. That's for sure. You know, because if you get used to seeing something that's not real, then that, how can you have any reality in that feet? You know, when that happens, so. right. That's a terrible, terrible. Yeah, it's very sad. Both those things kind of <laughs> uh, um, stand to reason to some degree, but I'd never considered it quite like that before. Mm -hmm. And that it would be really difficult to be a teenage kid right now. Yeah. Like, do yeah. your do your kids are they um, interested in finding that special someone yet, or or not really? Um, well, I don't want to speak specifically just because of, you know, they're my kids and yeah. if they hear about it and stuff. But um, I think, um, like, I've written, my, my kids are, I think that they're so amazing and how, how open they are. And I think they're very self-aware. And um, they're kind of all like, well, we're just growing up here and keeping an open mind. Yeah, you know that's kind that's kind of how we've taught them to to be in life. Just like keep an open mind and don't 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 make a decision until you feel you're comfortable with everything. Yeah. Period. You know, and uh, I think that's reflected in their lives a bit because that you just don't see, you know, like the wanting a wanting to have a, a boyfriend or girlfriend or thinking that's necessary or even being googly or about girls or boys or whatever, right? That's not, <clears throat> I haven't seen that yet, you know? Do they do things in person in groups? I mean, COVID made everything a little weird. Yeah. But yeah. but do, do do a group of teenagers go to the movies? Sure, absolutely. Yeah. Like uh, Jack went to the movies with his friends a little while ago, John. Uh, Annalise was at a, a party birthday party a couple days ago so yeah there's more social vibes going on now that things that's are good kind of, uh yeah they're they're out, out together a lot they like it great Jack especially has a lot of uh a group of friends and where he's you know where i'm always driving him over to his friends and and they're playing and like ripping around the neighborhood on bikes that stuff awesome <laughs> yeah <clears throat> so wholesome yeah, for sure. We have to bring him back to the old neighborhood where 
in Oak Ridge is, but it's like, it's cool. Like they don't have friends here yet. Oh, they don't? John and Jack don't, yeah. Just one, Jack has one friend that lives in Newmarket, but that's because he was previously from our old neighborhood. And it's a great neighborhood, I'm sure. There's You see kids running around all the time, but they don't nobody know. There's no way of them getting to know each other other than going to school together, right? Do the previous masks live in your old house yet? Did they move in? Uh, I just, once in a while, I'll see a car there. So no, they're still using it as a cottage. Great. Which Crazy. is hilarious. Isn't that funny? Still I, keep the old house and buy this new house. I Gotta sold some something food. on Kijiji. It was a um, MMA weight bag, heavy weight bag that I used briefly until I, it really hurt my wrists. Um, MMA, you were punching a bag? Yeah, yeah. I just tried to. Uh, I always do better exercise wise when there's an object or I'm trying to kick a ball or shoot a puck or something. Like, yeah. going for a run doesn't grab my attention. Yeah, um, so but trying the bag. I was trying the bag. I have a uh, you know pretty lengthy list of things that I've tried that haven't grabbed me for whatever reason, or, or it has grabbed me for a while and then kind of lost my fancy. But I was having this conversation with a, a gentleman who uh, bought the bag. Where was I going with this? Oh, you sold it on Kijiji? Yeah, yeah. Oh, that that was yeah. it. He was yeah. talking about life's banana peels. And I love that image so much. Like you're just kind of trucking along, focused on one thing, and then oh, you hit a sure. banana peel in life and you find yourself lying on your back. Like yeah. um, last night uh, we had a fire and I lost my phone. We had a fire in the front yard and Carol's folks came over and her sister and we were roasting marshmallows and making s'mores and stuff and I lost my phone. So I was trucking along. I had things that I planned and expected to do today and then I couldn't find my phone. So all of a sudden... Uh, my phone is the thing that I'm concentrating on 100%. It was like a life banana peel, but with find my phone, um, found it in the woods where I was cutting down <laughs> sticks for marshmallows. Nice. Um, but I guess as I as <clears throat> I get older, I think about uh, the ways I choose to spend my time and trying to say no to more stuff and say yes to the stuff that I like and makes me happy. But it's funny how these things come out of nowhere and suddenly that is your entire focus. Mm-hmm. Like yesterday I had planned to do one thing and then all of a sudden there's a dryer vent issue at our house in Halifax and suddenly two thirds of the day I spent trying to solve the dryer vent issue. How do you decide when you wake up in the morning how you're going to spend your time? A what wins? Peel, if a banana peel? Yeah. <clears throat> well, I think it's, uh, tr- you know, you get up and for me, it's just like, I, I try to make sure I, you know, play drums at some point. Do or you every day? I do a lot of, I try to, I do a lot of, uh, watering the grass is a thing. Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I, I think I do that now. <laughs> do you enjoy it? Uh, I do. Yeah. I, I like maintaining the, the yard. Satisfying. Yeah, for sure. I see a brown spot. I'm like, I'm out there. I'm out there with those. <laughs> hey, how's your lawn coming, by the way? Well, <laughs> Weed Man has been thorough and diligent. There are no dandelions, even though dandelion season is over. They were just here this week and fired some lime. Um, right. He was very upfront about the fact that it was kind of 50-50 with weeds. And if it was mm. any worse, they'd probably suggest just cutting our losses and starting from scratch. So I think it's uh, not the quickest process, um, but they definitely did what they said they would and showed up frequently and have been really working hard at it. So I'm yeah. excited to see after this lime pass and the, uh, the winter how things are looking in the spring. Yeah. But there seems to be some type of uh, critter that is enjoying uh, the grubs on our front lawn. Yeah, see the the skunks or like uh, skunks like to dig those little holes. Really? Yeah. Wow. You know what? There has been a lot of skunk smell Mm -hmm. around our lawn lately. That's what it is. It's not living under your uh, deck or anything, is it? Well, we had a groundhog under there, but I think he's gone. 
squirrels, but my, uh, the the worst is the skunks for those little tiny holes. So what what is the danger of having skunks living under your deck? Well, Aside from the, the fact that you don't want them spraying, like is do they do more damage than if that? If they live under your deck, they'll slowly destroy your deck just by wrecking everything under living under there. Really? But you know, you should never have anything living under your deck. <laughs> That's never a good thing. Yeah. You got to get them out. Well, we have like a barn a- kitty named Merle, and he's been on uh, patrol and spending a fair bit of time under our deck. So I wonder if he's trying to put the boots to the skunks. Well, that, that's the thing. If the, sometimes animals, if they like for rebel, for example, that has been sprayed twice by skunks. But, um, sometimes they'll see them and they'll like realize, oh my god, I don't want to mess with that guy because the skunk will turn around and give you the luck, right? Yeah. So I, I think sometimes animals will probably leave skunks alone if they get sprayed once, or if they realize that they can get sprayed. So I don't know. It depends. I, uh, you don't want nothing living under your deck. That's no, that's for line. sure. I like when you look out our front window. There are dogs in the house. There's a barn kitty running around. There are often foxes here. There's mm-hmm. uh, horses, um, a lot of deer. I kind of just love watching the ecosystem go down. Yeah, that's good times. Found out that like the if- horse that uh, we bought for me, Amos, doesn't mm-hmm. really have brakes. So it just runs and then yeah, because that's what stop. he thinks you want him to do. So he just um, goes off. Yeah, but I've, I've learned um, a lot about it. He is a gated horse, and so he likes to gate, which is run at a certain clip, and it's it's really smooth and it looks cool. But mm-hmm. the uh, hey, could you um, could you just stop real quick? He's not really into which. When you think about it, when you're riding a horse, that's kind of the one thing you want to make sure they know how to do. Yeah. Yeah. He's a bud. He's a great dude and really easy going and happy to be here. But, um, yeah, he doesn't stop. No stopping. Trying to get that dialed. Kick, pull on the reins. Doesn't do nothing. Not really. Uh, his emergency break is if you reef to one side and kind of bring his head around, he'll be like, Hey, Mm. what's going on? Why do you want my attention? That'll be slow down. Yeah, but not if you're going at a good clip. You don't want to reef on one side no. of um, so a horse's head. So when you're head. going at a good clip, are you, like, stuck out there for, like, 10 minutes? You're well, like, okay. 12. Uh, <laughs> really? Yeah, yeah, but it wasn't It wasn't me. It's a, a woman that um, we're uh, working with who's mm. extremely knowledgeable and fearless, which is a great thing to be. Um, she was like, you know what? This time it took 12 minutes. Next time it'll probably be eight. Because they do wow. learn. W- was I telling you that about how a horse learns? How do they learn? They, they're, um, because they have eyes on the side of their head, you can teach them something on one side, and then you go to do it on the other side, and you have to start from scratch. There's no oh, like, wow. oh, I see, we're doing the same thing, just kind of reversed. So if you, <laughs> if you teach them to bring their head all the way around to the right, then when you go to the left, they won't be like, oh, you want me to bring my head around here? You have to show them again, which is why it takes a really long time. And also they can... double. Yeah. (laughs) And they can see behind them on each side, but they have big blind spots, including Mm. where you're sitting on them. Yeah. Um, Really interesting, because this uh, woman really is able to um, put herself in the headspace of a horse and kind of explain to you what they're thinking while they're thinking it in the Mm. wild horses are afraid of lions jumping on their back and dragging them down so as riders we get on their back and reef on the reins which is basically a simulation of their worst fear yeah in the wild so you have to start by earning their trust and working towards goals together and um you know it, it really is kind of a team effort it's the psychology of it is much more interesting than I had imagined. I love it. Horses are good times. Have you ever been on a horse, bud? Just a slow ripper, like, you know, like uh, ranch style. Yeah. Just cruising a couple times. Where'd you go? And then like on a beach in Costa Rica. And then just like vacation styles. See, that's fun. Yeah. I didn't, I'm not too crazy about it. 
<laughs> to be honest. You're not? It's, it's all right. Yeah. <laughs> not a big ride in a horse guy. I can't even, like, kind of picture you on a horse. That's probably why I'm not into it. Huh. <laughs> if you can't see it, I don't care. Are you, um, have you ever done, <laughs> like, like, I like... I like horses. I think they're cool and they're amazing how they have so much personality. But I just, uh, same with like riding a motorcycle. I don't care about that either. Right. <laughs> you know? Are you, um, like, have you ever been on a four wheeler, like that kind of thing? No, I don't care about I don't want to. No. I, I just think about like the time Ozzy almost killed himself on one of those skidoos, uh, sea doos. All of those things. I fucking don't care about that shit. Not your scene. <laughs> Not at all. What about like uh, was, fishing or hunting? Have you ever done those things? I don't, I, I, I don't, I don't mind fish, like maybe fishing, sitting in a boat. I definitely wouldn't sh- shoot something. I couldn't. Uh, but uh, fishing is all right. You yeah. Kinda, that's not bad. It's more about the hang, I guess, right? Yeah. It's not like you're catching anything. Like you don't want to spoon me trying to reel in a marlin down off the coast of Cabo? Yeah, that's that's a bit much. Maybe the boat would be fun, though. Like maybe they're hanging out on the boat. I like to see be out on the water. That's nice. That's what we should do. We should have a barbecue at Cabo Wabo. With Sammy Hagar? Yeah. Do you like a bicycle? Yeah, I don't mind cruising on a bike. Yeah. Do you own one? I have, we kids got bikes and I'll ride there sometimes, but I don't have a bike. I had a downgrade. I, should, I, I got a heavy duty one, and then, I want to get I want to get one of those smooth tire cruisers. You know, like the yeah, they're great. On the, the beach, that's what I like. Fat tire ones. Well, that doesn't have to be the fat tires. Just smooth, no no bumps on them, so it cruises easy. So I can just rip around the neighborhood at night. One of those. Um, it's fun. It is fun. Riding a bike is a good time. Gotta say. Scooters, e-bikes. Haven't done the e-bike yet. Have you tried the e-bikes? No, I haven't, but I kind of think I would dig it. Our challenge is there's no, like, can you guys walk or bike to a town or a restaurant or a grocery store? Can you bike to shoppers where you live? For sure, yeah. See, I can't. I'd walk to the convenience store like that. Really? Yeah, there's a convenience store on uh, Bathurst that's not too far. Um, like, we, we can't, aside from Carol's folks' place, there's nowhere uh, we can go. So, and an e-bike would be awesome if we could, like, if we kind of lived in town. If you could just rip from one place to the next. Yeah, yeah. like, how far is it to the closest convenience store? Like, it's 20-minute drive, isn't well, it? Well, no, it, it's seven, seven kilometers. So 15. In either direction, yeah. Yeah. That's not bad. No. But, but it's kind of a get. busy road, and it's not ideal biking. I downgraded. Yeah, no, I sold my wanna. bike on Kijiji, and then this guy was moving and selling a bunch of stuff off at his house, and I bought his uh, Canadian Tire $300 ripper. Because um, I don't need we a cycle. I need a bike. I sold the ba- the uh, the tub on... Uh, Kajij. What'd you have it listed whatever. for and what'd you get? I think we had it for fifteen hundred bucks or something. Someone paid seven hundred bucks. Seven hundred? The, the guy that bought it was like classic deals guy. He's like, Yeah, I just got this awesome he had this wicked like trailer, like kind of like a U Haul with the two wheels styles. Probably like a fifteen thousand dollar trailer. He's like, Yeah, I got this for three grand. I was like, yeah. that's the last thing you want to hear when you're already giving a guy a freaking <laughs> yeah. tub for Lisa better like, match. He's bragging about all the stuff that he got for nothing. But at a certain point, <laughs> my father-in-law says this all the time. If you're going to sell something, sell it. Put a fair price on it and get rid of it. Because yeah, you can exactly. burn through, uh, and I've learned this the hard way, you can burn through a couple hundred bucks of your time sure, by going by back and forth. Oh, here's a greasy move. We had a car listed on Kijiji. Um. It's a 2008 mini convertible. And we bought it to tow behind the motorhome, but now it's too small. It's a great little car, super fun to drive. Uh, We have a lot of things on wheels because of our other business. Wanted to sell it. Has a brand new safety inspection and brand new tires. 
uh, there are two issues. One is it has some surface scratches, and the other is the trunk mechanism won't open. Um, so this guy says, uh, hey, I'd like to uh, take your Mini for a test drive. I said, no problem. Just so you know, new safety, new tires. It has some surface scratches, and uh, the trunk won't open. He said, okay, cool. So he came here, and I said, if you want to take it for a test drive, you know, the highway's this way. Uh, there is a nice straightaway stretch up here if you want to kind of see how it'll drive. It's really fun. Again, some surface scratches, and the trunk won't open, but new safety. He's like, thank you so much. I'll be right back. I said, okay, we have to leave at 4, just so you know. This was 2.30. Mm-hmm. 4 o'clock, no sign of him. No, I text two and hours? Say, well, yeah, I text and say, uh, we have to leave soon. He doesn't write back. No, but honestly, it, it shouldn't be like a t- 20 minutes. Okay, so drive? get this. 4.30, he pulls in the driveway. No. And I said, what did you think? And he hands me a piece of paper from the mechanic he took it to. No. To put it up on the hoist with a list of things that are wrong with it. So my first no. reaction is to go on defense mode. Like, I, oh no. my gosh, I had no idea. I'm not trying to pull a fast one. It has a new safety. I'm not a car guy. The person passed it. I just assumed that yeah. it must be great. Um, so went into complete, like, I'm so sorry. Oh my gosh, I have no idea. Let me pay you for what you paid the mechanic for to take it there. I'm not trying to pull one over on you, I swear. So then he leaves, and Carol's like, what about the fact that he was kind of greasy in not making his intentions clear? If he'd said, I'm going to take it to a mechanic, I would have said, of course, no problem. But he deliberately misled me and was gone for two hours. Greasy, Mm -hmm. Kijiji move. Totally greasy. But he also thinks I'm a greaseball, and I was trying to deal this car with these problems that I knew in quotes. How the hell would you know those problems? I don't know. Like like a a leaky strut? Like that stuff? I don't know what that is. Yeah, but that doesn't fall under safety stuff. I don't know. The the guy you took it to allegedly said this should never have passed. Oh, okay. Gotcha. But still... Should have said, I'm going to take it, bud. So that, did he buy it or what, did, no. what happened? Well, so the funny thing is, uh, several hours later, he um, emails and says, what would you take for that car? <laughs> so I wrote him back and was like, well, to be honest, we were surprised to learn this stuff had to be done, but it's cost about this much. So I guess I would kind of take that off the price so and a bit more. So probably this. And he never wrote back again. Greasy. Whatever, salad guy. Yeah, but also, people love a good story, and nobody yeah. would love a story more than, guess who ripped me off on Kijiji? No, J-Rock no sold me a lemon. Yeah, that's gross. Anyway, cheers. Anyway, cheers. Good job, bud. Good job, bud.